Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning we're going to be having a great conversation as live in studio with me is Paul Butler. And we'll be having that conversation about uh, football and training and all sorts of things. But you'll definitely want to continue to listen to this one. It's going to be a great one. We'll do that once we return. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Lifespan Family Services provides foster care and adoption services. How do you become a foster resource parent? Well, there is a check done to make sure you are financially, physically, and mentally fit to care for a child. Clearances must be obtained, your home inspected, and trainings provided. You probably qualify, but you must apply to know for sure. Call LifespanFamilyServices.com to apply to become a foster parent. That's LifespanFamilyServices.com. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Uh, this is uh, going to be a fun interview for me, uh, one that I've been greatly looking forward to. Uh, I have Paul Butler live in studio with us. And Paul, thank you so much for making time to stop in to Contact. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I've personally been looking forward to it. The one thing I do like about the show is I get to choose all my guests. Um, but I'm just really intrigued by your background and who you are. I've gotten to know you a little bit, and uh, I happen to know that you're a beast at the gym because I get to see you most mornings. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I just want to jump into some things, but let's start with our listeners who may or may not know. Like, who's Paul Butler? And maybe you can give us some of your background. Yeah, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm just, you know, just a normal guy, um, just from – Reynoldsville. I grew up in Reynoldsville. Um, played for the Falcons growing up. Um, went through the the middle school and the high school. Graduated from here in 2011. And uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm no different than anybody else that is from here. Um, and uh, I just had been blessed with some good genetics and uh, some opportunities that uh, I just tried to make the most of. Um, so um went on to college at uh i started out at akron university and um just to go into my story uh, a little bit um i was a walk-on i had a tryout twice before i finally actually made that football team and um then when i did finally make it uh found out my sats weren't high enough so my grades weren't good enough and i had to sit out a year and then I had to retry out once we got a new coach when uh, Coach Terry Bowden came in. And um, then I made it as uh, a defensive end and um, played there for uh, my second year of college at defensive end. And I did good at it. It wasn't my natural position. Then towards the end of the year, uh, tight end got hurt, so they needed a scout team tight end. And they put me there, and uh, I excelled at that position. That was the – the position I felt like I should have been at. Um, then the following spring ball, they moved me back to the defensive end after they told me I was going to be a tight end. So uh, after that spring ball, that's when I decided that I needed a change. I'd spent two years at Akron and just wasn't going the way I wanted it. So um, that led me to transfer in before this crazy transfer portal. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't have just gone wherever I wanted. Um, I had to transfer down or I would have had to sit out another year. So 
but that was okay. Um, it led to me getting four scholarship offers, something I didn't have coming out of high school. And, um, it came down to Gannon and Cal U and, um, Cal was just known to put guys in the NFL year after year and be one of the top teams in the, that conference, the PSAC. And, um, so I decided to go to Cal and, uh, but, you know, it wasn't like I went down to D2 and just had a spot given to me. Um, when I transferred there, there was a Texas Tech transfer ahead of me, and he was a phenomenal athlete. He was uh, played quarterback at Clareton High School in Pennsylvania, won three state championships. Uh, he was Tyler, Board, Ty, Tyler Boyd's quarterback, um, Gatorade State Player of the Year, just, you know. Quite high, the resume. Yeah, high, high recruit, and – he ended up at Cal and was a tight end ahead mm. of me. So that was the guy I had to compete against for a couple of years. And um, I just you know, I just kept working my butt off, just, you know, hitting the weight, extra weights like we were speaking earlier about. And um, and then finally, after two years, uh, after that spring ball, I just started to separate myself from him, and I, I earned that spot. And uh, so going into my junior year, I was the starting tight end at Cal. And um, – we had a really good team and things were looking good and uh had a difficult summer that summer with you know some things back here at home um i also was working full-time hours at the reynoldsville water sewage authority um shout out to those guys worked there for quite a few years and uh um but yeah so difficult summer but what i was looking forward to was that starting job being mine and um so First game of the year, we're down at Virginia State. First quarter, first catch of the year uh, as the first quarter's expiring. Um, I catch the ball in the flat, and I get hit, and I'm trying to fight for a couple extra yards, and then I get cleaned up by a couple other guys, and I blew out a bunch of ligaments in my foot. I ended mm. up suffering that Liz Frank injury. And, uh, and then I was kind of in denial about it because I just put in all that work and earned that spot, and then finally it was just like, mine and then it was gone and i they told me they thought i needed surgery um but that maybe there's a shot i could rehab it and get back for it so i, I really worked my butt off to rehab it and get it strong again and uh i was trying to get back for that slippery rock game and um i got medically cleared to play in that game so i got my foot strong enough to play in that game and then uh in practice that day after I got cleared, I went to make a cut on it, and it it just popped again. And oh. that's when I was I knew it was done. So um, I ended up having to get that surgery, and uh, it cost me my my junior year at Cal, and everything I like worked for was just like just just t done. And uh, and then I tried to get a medical redshirt for it, but uh, because I was ineligible my first year at Akron they denied that red shirt so I got robbed of a another year of football so um going into my senior year uh we had they made a coaching change and um we got a new coach and I had one year to really make that opportunity most of that opportunity because I, I just I still wanted to play pro ball so that was when I took things to the next level as far as my training my diet uh not going out anymore just total discipline total focus on uh on what i was trying to achieve and um so i came back and um 
we had a phenomenal senior year at Cal. Um, we had a, just a, a great team. Um, we ended up, we, we made it, we were nationally ranked as high as third in the nation. Uh, we had the top scoring offense in the country. We had the best scoring defense in the nation. We were just annihilating teams. We ended up going 11-0, and and then we played Shepard in the Elite Eight, and that was when we just we had twenty one nothing lead even in that game and then we just had a meltdown and we ended up just barely losing. Um and, and I, I really believe if we didn't lose that game and we kept our focus as a team, we had a we would have won a national championship that year. Mm. We had that good of a football team. And um but that also made it really difficult for me coming back from an injury. We had a wide receiver that was uh basically the D two Heisman nominee, um, the Harlan Hill he didn't win it but he was the like second place um shattered every record at cal like he he had 100 receptions my senior year and uh so like we were doing so well i never wanted to make anything about me but even though in the back of my mind i was like man not really getting as many passes as i liked or you know so be it but um so i didn't you know get i ended my senior year with 15 receptions not like a lot of receptions but looking at other guys in the in the country that was kind of similar talent to me getting like 60 70 receptions like that kind of you know that kind of sucked but um it, it was what it was so um went down to tampa bay and trained for my pro day down there and um for a few months and came back um had some unfortunate issues with my pro day uh I was invited to Akron's pro day again, and then, ironically enough, the Raiders told me I wasn't allowed to do their pro day because I wasn't from the state of Ohio. So you only that was like the only two pro days I had set up. So I went back to Cal and did their pro day, and I ended up um, tweaking my back on bench and had real bad back spasm, and I ended up running a bad 40. Hmm. And uh, we only had three teams at our pro day, so... Everything was just kind of getting real tough for me there. And then um, I ended up getting a rookie minicamp invite with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that was the year um, TJ Watt was a rookie. So I was in rookie minicamp with him for the five practices. And uh, But it was a great experience. I, I really did. I held my own down there. I did a great job down there. Um, made some plays. Uh, just wasn't really connecting with that tight ends coach at the time. Um, I was having a hard time understanding what he was trying to teach. Uh, but um, so I just I didn't end up getting picked up by them. And then I was out of ball for a year, went back to work at the Reynoldsville plant and um, just trying to figure things out, like what's next. And I heard about this spring league. So that led me down to Texas playing in the spring league a year later. And um, I tore it up down there and uh, I ended up from there getting another mini camp invite with the Raiders and so this was my second time doing a mini camp so I knew exactly what to expect here I, and I wasn't gonna like let that one waste that opportunity so yeah let me ask you like what was that like for you um you said you played you started playing football at a young age apparently you played for the Falcons in Reynoldsville mm-hmm. and like, when did you decide you had aspirations to go to the NFL? Or has it always been a dream? Or has it so yeah. something that evolved? 
since I was since I can remember, honestly, like I just wanted to play ball since I can remember. I remember growing up, my dad, big Dolphins fan, so like the first guy I can remember really watching was Dan Marino. Sure. And um that's just what I loved. And I grew up just visualizing that every day, go out in the backyard, throw the ball up to myself, jump on the trampoline, throw the ball up in the air, just pretending like I'm in the end zone catching these t- crazy <laughs> touchdowns kind of thing and um and then just I was just ob- obsessed with football, just trading football cards, playing Madden, watching it every week. I was a diehard Dolphins fan as well. Um, it was the only thing I wanted to do. So, um, and it became difficult in high school. You know, I wasn't a big kid. Um, in fact, I was so I was kind of so small that I didn't even play football my sophomore year because I wasn't going to go get crushed by some of these seniors that was like real big in the weight room. And, sure. I was like, I'm not doing that. So that's when I played some fall ball and um, got in some fall baseball, got into that. But uh, then I came back to football my junior year. and um, But never in a million years, you know, nobody, you know, I don't think expected me to do what I did uh, considering what I look like. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so uh, there has to be some great satisfaction knowing that you made it. And I'm, when I say mm-hmm. made it, it's really hard to make the NFL. It's really hard to make professional sports. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it. There are a couple of things maybe you want to hit on, but mindset being a big one mm-hmm. and what it took for you to get through all that adversity, like, okay, I hurt my foot. I think many people would have quit. They mm-hmm. would not have continued on to try to reach their goal. Uh, I think the other thing is is – being surrounded by great coaches. I know we've talked about some coaching, and maybe we'll get to that here in a few minutes. But what was your mindset like, and what is it like today? I know that you're doing a lot of different things. Uh, football is still a goal, but maybe baseball will be a goal as well. Yeah, so I just I, I came to the realization that if I was going to make it, I had to really start separating myself and do things that not everyone was necessarily doing. So that would require me, you know, extra hours in the weight room after practice, even though I practiced, went to class, lifted already. Like that was, that was where I made myself was the weight room. And, um, not only did I build my body up, I I believe I built my mind up to that. I could really go out there and play with anybody and that nobody was going to stop me. And, um, that was the mindset I took the, with, with me everywhere I went and didn't matter, you know, if I was freshman at Cal U or rookie on the Raiders, like I was just, I wanted to compete and dominate and I didn't want nobody to stop me. And I wanted to prove to everybody that I could, I could do this. And, um, yeah, so that was it. And I think it's just, it is, it's a mindset. If you, if you want to achieve something like that, like at, you can do it it's just it's what you got to set your mind to and i know it's something we talked about like uh, the great thing about professional sports is if if you're good and good enough they will find you and mm-hmm. they will give you an invite and Absolutely. i think sometimes all you need for for apparently paul butler all you needed was an invite to camp mm-hmm. or to play spring ball in texas to show i belong mm-hmm. yep um let's talk uh, you I know I asked you, but if you would tell our listeners, I think you're still considering a football path, mm-hmm. but I understand you may be uh, looking at a baseball path because you're quite the athlete. Yeah, so I grew up, I played lots of baseball. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, my, my, when I, the year I didn't play football, 
uh, and I played fall baseball, that's when I was thinking I want to play college baseball kind of thing. <laughs> and um, But, yeah, uh, but then when I realized I was going to play college football and stuff, that's when I kind of gave baseball up, and I dealt with some stuff playing baseball at the high school here, you know, and don't want to get into that too much. But, you know, I ended up quitting. It was the only sport I ever quit in my life was baseball here my, my junior year. And um, so – that kind of led me out of baseball. I ended up throwing javelin up here and almost broke the school record for right. javelin. And but that, and that was a cool experience. But, yeah, so going through football and everything, um, I was throwing a baseball over the summer. Uh, my fiancé is a Bimal, and uh, I was at the Bimal family reunion. And um, Joe Bimal just so happened to be there, and he was watching me throw a baseball. And uh, he came up to me afterwards. He was like, hey, maybe you should – give up this football thing and start throwing some baseballs and uh i thought he was kidding at first but he ended up being pretty serious so we started hitting uh this baseball thing pretty pretty good um and then i coached football up here this year at the dubois high school and uh which was an awesome experience and something i really enjoyed and uh but i was also throwing lots of footballs every day of practice sure and my arm got burned out there for sure and was it was it was toasted but um it's feeling really good right now i'm gonna head up there today actually to see those guys and um yeah so i've been working with joe and another guy named josh mitchell and both awesome people very knowledgeable uh obviously in the game joe playing 13 years in the majors absolutely i think i told you i got to see joe um play both in college and uh, in the pros, I was in Las Vegas for a game, and I believe he was there, or I'm, I could be getting it wrong, but I definitely have seen him play uh, a few times in the pros. Um, yeah, it would have been like a triple – I may have been triple A at the time. That's really cool, though. But yeah. uh, really great guy yeah. and a great career. Certainly uh, you folks who have made it are great inspirations to the young people. Um I do want to talk to you for a second about coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine you greatly enjoy it, yes. that you get an opportunity to speak into young people's lives about what it takes to make it. Mm-hmm. And even if you never make it, yeah, just becoming that better person off and on the field or whatever Absolutely. sport you're playing. Yep, and that's what it's about because, I mean, the reality is not everyone's going to make it. Right. But, you know, you play sports and, and football is a, a great sport. Like, you, you – you build things, characteristics about yourself, this self-discipline, um, working with other people. Um, you know, football, there's 11 guys on the football field. So if one guy makes a mistake, that could cost the other 10 guys, you know. Um, and you, you realize you all work together and you all got to do your job and you all have responsibilities and you all got to commit to each other if you want to be successful. And those are the characteristics if you want to be successful in life that you you learn in football you take with you and you know when you into adulthood and to the real world so and just the memories you make you know running out the tunnel on friday nights and playing in front of the your you know your town and Mm -hmm. your parents and your friends and stuff like you don't get those opportunities long you know it went so fast for me and that's something i'm trying to emphasize to these kids and even i'm trying to you know get some kids to come back out for football and i was able to do that last year um we had I got some kids come back out and play again, and they ended up being great football players for us, and um, made a lot of great memories. And I think they're very happy that they came back out and played. And um, so that's that's what it's about is you know the relationships and 
the things you learn and the characteristics you build. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's true, right? For most, even myself as a basketball player, played soccer and things like that. Um, you know, you turn 18 and for the most part, you never play again. Yep. At right, just some like level. that, it's done. Yeah, yep. like that, it's over. Uh, I know we talked about coaches. Like I have a big collection of autographed pictures of certain coaches in my apartment. I put it there for inspirational reasons because I like the way that they go about uh, building, as Nick Saban would say, the process mm-hmm. um, of both building the team and the individual. And it makes me think, so I like it. But do you have any favorite coaches? I know my one of mine is definitely Nick Saban. Yeah. So I got I got two coaches that I, I really love playing for. First, first one was uh, Coach Wilson from Cal U. He's now the offensive coordinator at IUP. Um, just he was awesome. He was such a cool person, cool coach. He had such good energy. He was funny. Um, he he would connect with you on a personal level. Uh, wasn't selfish or arrogant in any way. Just just a ball coach, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my other coach that uh, I really loved playing for was Frank Smith. Um, he was my tight ends coach on the Raiders. Um. He was just such a such a cool guy. He wouldn't let you call him coach. You had to call him Frank. He mm-hmm. wanted to be your friend. Um, he wouldn't yell at you. He would talk to you and communicate with you and be on your level. Um, just a really, really cool coach. Now he is now the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins, and he is getting head coaching. He just interviewed for the Panthers head coaching job. So he's going to be a head football coach really soon, and I'm really excited for him. He's going to be a great coach. And Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're going to have to take a break here. But before we take a break, any prediction on who will win the Super Bowl? Who do you like? Oh, boy. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to probably end up finding their way back in. Just Patty's – he does his thing in the playoffs. He's just so tough. And um, I'm not convinced with the, any of the other teams in the AFC. And then the NFC, uh, I think the 49ers, they're, they're just – until someone can knock them off in the NFC. I think they're the team to beat. So I could see a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs end up winning it again. All right. With that, we're going to take a break. Contact on Connected FM is brought to you in part by Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Hi, folks. Are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services. We provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, having a great conversation live in studio with Paul Butler. Uh, Paul, before the break, you told us you thought maybe the Chiefs and 49ers. Uh, things didn't work out great for Pennsylvania teams. Looked like uh, we fell short with Pittsburgh and uh, the Eagles. I don't know. They look like they have internal issues with mm-hmm. a meltdown of such over half the season. But I want to give you the final say. We have about two, two and a half minutes left. I know, first off, uh, and the many things that you do, we do. You do have a training available with PB Performance. So if you want to tell us about that briefly, and then just leave us with any final words. Yeah, I started uh, training some kids in the area. I started out with mainly football players, um, but I recently just started working with some soccer players, and 
basically just doing speed and agility training um, and weight training. Just offering up anything, any knowledge that I've learned through my journey. Um, I just want to share with anybody I can, anybody who wants to take their game to the next level. So, you know, I offer one-on-one weight trainings, one-on-one football field specific trainings, um, speed and agility trainings. We, we're doing group workouts with uh, speed and agility trainings. It's any sport, really, any any grade, um, boys, girls, it don't matter. Whoever just wants to be a great athlete, wants to get, get better, just uh, reach out to me and I'll do everything I can to help you. And they can check you out on Facebook. Yep, is Facebook. My name. You, you can obviously uh, friend me up as Paul Butler, or uh, my uh, training page is PB Performance. So yeah, you can reach out to me on that. And yeah, perfect. Paul, I want to thank you. Um, I find your story very inspirational for young folks who are trying to make it, whether it's just make the team or maybe go on to bigger things. But uh, very inspirational to our community. We appreciate you. Uh, coaching and sharing your story and how you made it um but uh, really appreciate you stopping into contact and uh, sitting down with me yeah i appreciate you so much i'm honored to be here and thank you so much yes thank you all right i hope you have a wonderful day thank you